Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're kind of going to be talking about everything we've been watching because we've been trying to catch up, having had a week um, away. We're also going to be talking about some of some of the big news. There's not been a huge amount post D23, but before we jump into any of that, make sure you've subscribed here on YouTube. You can also subscribe on the audio platforms and go find us over at whatsondisneyplus.com, etc. Right, so let's do a few bit of the news bits before we go because um, well, over the last two weeks, it's there's been lots of little snippets but nothing major one of the big things that was revealed was armor wars um the marvel series that they announced way back at the investor day is no longer going to be a disney plus series they've turned it into a movie which might explain why it was missing from the um, release schedule from uh, san diego comic-con a little bit annoying they didn't actually say this at d23 because for the sake of like two weeks like they must have known something was going on at the time but what did you think of the move of them shifting this over to a movie it's an interesting choice. You normally see it going the other direction, going from a movie into a series. And I'm not sure that I view it as necessarily a positive because now it means that it's got to be a much shorter series. They've got to tighten it up quite a bit. And they've not been great at that in the past. Yeah. But we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, on the other hand, you know, the story gets compressed, but also the special effects budget gets uh you know compressed because if you have a let's say a six episode series and you've got to spread out the the special effects budget then as we've seen it can get kind of you know janky by the end of the series and yeah you, know, you can tell where the budget has been cut and now with it being shorter maybe that means we can get a couple more spectacle scenes a couple more you know big action scenes which is what you want from a yeah. series called armor War, or a movie called armor yeah. wars yeah, I feel like it's kind of slightly going to slide into like more of like an Iron Man movie kind of territory. Mm-hmm. The budget's going to be essentially, you know, instead of trying to make five hours of television, they can now make two hours or two, three hours of, of a movie. On one hand, I think it might be better for the project because maybe if it wasn't good enough as a series, you don't want it stretching out a little bit too long. But I'm also there's that like that a side effect of me. They're kind of going, well, like, hold on a minute. Are they now looking at like, you know, they've got like two, three years worth of data now from Disney Plus. You know, are they looking at this going, hmm, these Marvel series aren't bringing in the amount of subscribers that we need to, or we need to start cutting budgets because we were producing too much, or we don't even... And I also think this, if this show is two, three years away, do they need as many Marvel shows th- at that point? Um, I don't know. It's kind of feeling that thing of like, okay, they are they readjusting what they need to do, cutting back a little bit? Um, also, this movie could could make seven hundred to a million or billion dollars at the box office, so there's a lot more money on stake if they turn it into a movie, which they're not going to get from a series. I don't know. It's kind of a little bit like, hmm, could this be the start of like them going, yeah, we need to slightly cool the jets a little bit on Disney Plus, or is it just a one-off? The story just isn't right for a, a series. I'm going to guess it's more. Um, we want to see a more direct monetary value attached to series. Obviously, they've got their metrics and they can. Mm correlate you know this many people are watching it this much which means it's bringing in y amount of money but when you have the box office it's just a straight you know it it made 800 million at the box office it cost 300 million to make obviously it's not doesn't mean it's just a 500 million dollar profit but you know even layman can see yeah it, it was successful it made us money in the in the term here and um, i guess we'll have to wait and see but i think uh Disney Plus, especially right now, we've got a lot of very, very expensive projects that have come out, that are coming out, 
And it's much harder for Disney to look at and go, Andor was worth the amount of money that we put into it. Obi-Wan was worth the amount of money we put into it. Win Falcon Soldier, uh, Falcon Soldier, Winter Soldier and the Falcon uh, was worth the money we put into yeah. it or not. And if you can make it a little bit more direct, then that's good for them. And it's good for shareholders mm -hmm. too, because then they can go, we are definitively making money. Whereas Disney Plus, as far as we know, is still not actually making money. No, I mean, I also look at this like, you know, when you have things like Daredevil Reborn, which is going to have like 18 episodes, you know, if they can get four months out of that, you know, they don't need as many series. Um, if you've got what's what if dropping in at the same time and you've got the zombie shows and you've got these other ones, and maybe if they start throwing in some Marvel specials like Werewolf by Night a little bit cheaper, but they can kind of stretch that out. And I, I mean, we're, we're talking here, I mean, one of the big things that we're going to be talking about today is the amount of stuff to watch. Because when you combine the power of Hulu and Disney Plus together into what we call Disney Plus internationally, there's a lot of stuff on there. There's a lot of shows. I mean, we're talking, I think we're probably, what, about a dozen shows this week alone for new shows? They don't need as many. So I'm wondering now whether or not with Marvel, they've, they've got you hooked. They can maybe, I do wonder if they, we ain't going to get the days of four series a year. I think those days, I think, you know, I think we're going to see a bit less, you know, are we going to see free Star Wars series a year? I don't know. I, I, I think they've got, they running the two together, like She-Hulk and Andor. Do they need that? You know, I, I think this summer it might have shown and the ratings for like the, the viewing numbers aren't incredible. You know, they're actually less than they were last year for the other series. So they're not really pulling in the same amount of numbers that they used to. True. Although the facts, uh, the factors in play are also different. You know, last year we're still kind of in lockdown. Yeah. I know a lot of places were kind of fuzzy on it and not mm. really enforcing it. But this year we're, we are, at least right. in the States, not in lockdown. People are out mm. doing things. People are, are uh, you know, they're traveling. They're going to Disney. They're going to parks. Yeah. They're going to museums. They're going to all sorts of stuff. And also uh, summer just ended here for the kids, they're back in school, and kids do make up a fairly sizable amount of the streaming, uh, the binge-watching population. Yeah. So it's definitely going to be interesting how this works moving forward. I mean, I just thought like, that was a very interesting move to shift that one over. They've also confirmed that Deadpool 3 is going to be coming out in September of 2024. It's going to have Hugh Jackman in it. Again, another one where they saw, we're sorry we missed D23. It's like, that would have been such... Like, you had such a, a flat... D23 from the Marvel side. You had these two big announcements just two weeks out from D23. So that would have been, I mean, sometimes it can just be down to contracts and stuff. But I do think the reveal of Deadpool and Wolverine seemed to be very, very positive. And then quickly the internet took over and did the opposite thing. And they're going to ruin it. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Nothing in the, it's the MCU, nothing, you know, timelines don't matter with X Men, especially. <laughs> and, and with Deadpool in particular, it, it, that's kind of the thing is that it's just doing yeah. its own thing. I, I'm personally very excited for it. Uh, I, I'm sure that the reason it wasn't announced at D23 yeah. was they hadn't quite gotten the contracts yeah. uh, figured out, probably Hugh Jackman's contract specifically. Um, but I'm glad they announced it anyway. Yeah. Uh, 2024 seems like a long way away to get Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do not. I just seem like I'm Blade might. Have, I don't know if Blade might end up shifting back a bit because that one seems to be going through some turmoil. The director's changed and there's, the scripts aren't right. And um, yeah, that one seems to be moving around a little bit. Right. So that's the Marvel side of things. Let's now do um, a couple of other um, things I want to talk about. Um, internationally, we have had a bit of an issue the last like week with 
a number of titles have been removed. Now here, now in the US, you generally have like a movie or two removed every year, every month. And they usually end up going off to a different platform. Occasionally you have a, a um, Christmas special or something that disappears. But usually we'll talk about one or two things a month. Internationally, we don't really get that because the deals aren't, you know, once they go on there, they tend to be on there. We've had some like National Geographic stuff that's a bit old to get removed. But then like literally for like a week, we're talking... Uh, <laughs> could feel it come in. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was like here in the UK, I think we had like 30 to 40 removals within a week. And it wasn't just here. It was happening in Australia, in the Netherlands, all over the place. A load of titles were removed. Um, reached out to Disney, got told they were looking into it, and it's been over a week. Still haven't heard anything back, but it depends on what's going on with this one. So there's there's so many titles are removed, and I think there's going to be different layers to some of this. I think some of it is circumstantial that they all kind of hit at the same time. But first off, like a movie like Titanic, which is an, a Fox film internationally in the US, it's Paramount. Like people speculating, was that removed because they're going to be releasing a 4K version and a bit like with Avatar, so you could kind of put that on one shelf. You got a load of National Geographic stuff, which is a little bit older. Sometimes that stuff's licensed or um, goes out of date, so they they remove some of things, put that over there. Then also just some random movies and series that got removed that you're like, well, you've only just added them. Why would you take them off? So it was a bit confusing. A lot of people, including myself, thinking there might have been a glitch, some kind of the expiry date was put in wrong. I mean, we've seen this before where things get put in. And then there was a whole load of star originals that got removed, which are, you know, there were things like Rebel. You had um, Our Kind of People, Big Leap, a host of ones, the majority of which were cancelled after one season. This is the key. Um, and then when I've gone in and looked on like Amazon and iPlayer and all the rest of it, because people are telling me, well, they've been removed from Hulu as well. And they aren't for sale anymore, which kind of is like, hmm. So have they just literally removed a load of star originals that were cancelled because A, people aren't watching them. They want to cut back on the residuals that they pay to the people that are making it, which sucks because they not only have they had their show cancelled, then they don't even get the money after the thought they made them. And it's a little bit like, Hmm. All of this at once was like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> it was just like, this is, it's like, it's not a good look to remove originals, but the, we were talking like a dozen originals from international markets. And it was a bit like, okay, the show's got cancelled. They're not that popular. There's probably not a lot of people watching it. it yes, it's going to cost money, but you were like, really? Like, you're going to remove a show that it hasn't really been given, didn't even get a going, and then taking it away. Like, it was a bit like, it's not great. It's not great having all this stuff removed. No, and I would have hoped they would have learned from the backlash against Warner Brothers when they took all the stuff off of HBO Max. Um, my guess is for a lot of the originals, it, you're probably right. It's because of residuals and, mm. and contracts, which for a show that only gets one season and is probably not being watched all that much, I feel like they're probably not paying an incredible amount of money out no. unless, unless for some reason in the contract it's like, as long as it's in syndication, I will get X dollars per year, yeah. which I'm yeah. pretty sure are, is not a contract that they use in Hollywood, yeah. but I don't know. Um, but either way, yeah, the, based on what was removed, it, it looks like it's just um, there's no point in us keeping it here and we're just going to remove it, which I'm, I mean, they're probably not wrong. People aren't watching them, but at the same time, it does impact the creators. And it's more than just the residuals because um, Functionally, these are people's resumes. 
uh, and not just the actors, but like the key grips and the production assistants and all the all the people who show up in the credits. So you don't actually read their names, but they can go. All right, I'm applying for this television project um, uh, as a camera operator. You can see my name in the credits of this show right here. And now that show doesn't exist yeah. anymore, so you don't have as easy to prove that you worked on it and thus are hireable for other projects yeah i mean to me i look at it very much from a consumer point of view this is just not good it's just not good full stop mm -hmm. there's you know as a subscriber removing these shows it's not good um from a business point of view i can see why they've done it but i still think it's it's like i mean it is kind of like I'm, yeah okay they got cancelled they weren't they weren't great they didn't have huge things it's like you're kind of kicking people <laughs> People are really like, are you like removing them? I don't know. It just feels, I mean, to me, I'm kind of getting to that point now. And, you know, Disney Plus has been going now for nearly, what, uh, three years coming up uh, next month. It is no, it is not the the vault. It is not a, it's not a, um, a museum. It is not a, an area which is going to have every single, every single show, every single movie. It's not that. It's proven that, you know, we're kind of at a point now where I feel like I've, I've, kind of lost the that i just don't think that's going to happen anymore it's just it's not been so far and i don't think it's going to be and i feel, and i feel like all the streamers have kind of been doing this all of them are doing they none of them are they are not looking now at turning these into museums they're there there's purely as a a mobile library they bring you the best stuff around on the cart going around your streets rather than bringing the entire you know london <laughs> museum with every single book in and i feel like that's kind of where it's changed to and it, it, i think it's yeah, i think it sucks i would like more stuff on there i would i think they are vastly underestimating the value of the old content but this one was like really this just seemed like such a such a silly mistake, a silly odd thing to do i would also probably read this as we're not going to see too much um archival content coming from this point forward too because if they're not if you're not even willing to keep a show on here that's from like less than two years ago <laughs> you're definitely not pulling in the random movie from 1965 that aired twice and which is unfortunate because yeah. we, we still see the questions frequently of when is this niche show yeah. going to come onto to disney plus and it's like at this point I gotta it's say, it's probably not gonna happen at all. If you're just it here, it's not. Yeah. It's probably not coming. And it feels almost like you know they they're only picking the good stuff that they know is gonna. I mean, there was a big question mark this week about Zorro. Was it gonna arrive? Was it gonna hit Disney Plus? It got removed from the from the list after they sent it out. It did arrive. Great. Didn't arrive everywhere. Just arrived there. But at the same time, the classic 1950s Mickey Mouse um, Club episodes got removed. Like you can only have one from, <laughs> from that era, and I was just like, oh, you just, just, we just like doubled the amount of fifties stuff, and then oh no, takes so. It just feel like you know, just Disney are just, and and I say Disney, but I feel like all of them, they're all as bad as each other. They are just looking at this stuff. I mean, I know they just said they're just starting work on moonlighting a sitcom from the eighties, and they're going to remove all the music and stuff, and they're doing stuff, but it's just, it's just disappointing, and it, it is disappointing. And again, this is where. Disney need to start telling if, if you're going to start removing stuff, you need to inform consumers. You need to put a little note inside or put out on your press release that it's, you know, this is being removed every month, especially when we get into like with what they're doing with Hulu. If eventually that comes in and now with Disney plus being bigger, you, if you're not removing stuff, 
yeah, you can get away with not having it, but you are starting to remove things. Um, and there might be legitimate reasons, and this might just be a one-off. Um, but yeah, they, I, it's just, it just sucks all around. I think for this one. And as, to hit on a point you just mentioned there, we've been asking from before Disney Plus launched communication. Tell us what's going on. We don't need to know the nitty gritty. We don't need to know, you know, the behind the scenes details, but. If you know that Mickey Mouse Club is going to be going away, tell us. Just yeah. let us know. Uh, or, if, or even if you if you're bringing it back as well. Yeah, I mean, that's the key thing and, as well. Go, we've re- well, yeah, but then you kind of think like you could just remove it on the day. Like you don't mm-hmm. need to remove. Like I mean, like this whole stinky mess of Avatar because that's that's a that's a stinky move. That's you know, like we're going to re-release it in cinemas, but we're going to slide it off of Disney Plus and hope that nobody noticed we've removed the biggest movie of all time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's that, just like it's stinky. That that was. It's not a good look. And also it's it's Avatar, yes, it, it's like the biggest box office gross of all time. But um, I don't think most people are going to line up to see it again in theaters as a reminder for Avatar 2. And I think they understood that. They're like, no, if it's on Disney+, Plus, we're not going to get any money back at the box office. Uh, so let's kind of force people to go to the box office to see Avatar, which they probably don't remember, in advance of Avatar 2. Mm. It, it absolutely reeks of uh, corporate decision uh and uh, i mean this it it's an empty threat for me i wasn't going to watch it anyway but i'm definitely not going to watch it in theaters now no i mean the first one i mean i I think i watched it last year but i i i am planning on watching it again before the way of water comes out i would but it's not not going to cinema to see it there's no chance i've seen it like 20 times i don't want to pay pay and see it again it's just like and then the fact that it was only for a two-week engagement I mean, they're probably going to make a big deal of bringing it back. But, well, you took it off. You know, you, yeah, it's just... No, because I think, like, Willow, for example, recently, was upgraded to 4K. You know, just one day you went in there and it was added. Or, you like, yesterday added in, like, um, the Zulu version of the uh, Lion King. Great. Adding in stuff and or replacing things, great. But not just... Yeah, it's just it's just a bit messy. It's just a bit messy. Um, right. So before we get into... We've got a lot of stuff to talk about in terms of TV. So before we do that... Quick bit of housekeeping. Big thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon and YouTube channel members. So this helps support the channel, helps support the podcast, making sure that we're not reliant then on advertising and all the rest of it. You guys really do help with all of this stuff. So big hello and thank you to Barback. We've also got Paul, Daniel, Elliot, Aero, Caitlin. We've got Red Marsman, Cody, Chris, Jacob, Darren, The Juice, Sarah, and Andrew. And also a big hello to Tim, Chuck, David, Mamoud, Raphael, Adam, Dana, Ricky, Dave, my VCR still works, Bina, Joshua, Dawn, Martin, and a huge thank you to Sarah for all of your support. We're back doing live Q&As from this Sunday, so we're back to our normal time, normal schedule, and bar sickness or unforeseen circumstances, the plan is to be doing Q&As right through to the end of the year. Um, it might just change around, I think, because America sometimes changes the clocks like a week before us or something. It always throws us off. Um, but yeah, so there we go. So we've actually got a lot of stuff to talk about in terms of what we've been watching because it's been like two weeks. Haven't been able to watch everything because it's just been, I mean, the list of stuff coming to Disney Plus internationally and some of the stuff is, is um, I mean, I was looking the other day. I think like if we're like, if you include all like the Korean shows and stuff, and you know, we're looking at like a dozen shows a week arriving internationally on Disney Plus right now. It's actually got to the point where you just can't keep up. <laughs> it's quite hard to get. And I'm there going, I've, and also I've been watching stuff that's coming out in a couple of weeks' time. I'm coming out, you know, I've got reviews coming up. 
um, for example, for Big Shot and Rosalind. They'll be coming up this week. There's some other stuff I've been watching um, as well. Um, but yeah, there's been there's been so much on Disney Plus. So we're going to try and keep this brief. Try and run through some bits and pieces and give our sort of initial thoughts. Um, right, let's start off with Hocus Pocus Two, which came out um, two weeks ago for Halloween. Um, what did you think of this one? I I enjoyed it quite a bit actually. It was it was fun. It was campy. It it ha it had the right tone. It felt like a good sequel follow up to the first one. Not necessary watching, but you know, if you liked the first Hocus Pocus, regardless of like nostalgia or anything, if yeah. you just enjoyed the first Hocus Pocus, you will like this one. It, it they did well, and the Sanderson sisters are they're just fun to follow. They they they're really yeah. enjoyable. They they're so cool in this one. I, I see. I again, I don't have the nostalgia goggles for um, Hocus Pocus because I only saw the first the first one like in the last two years. Um, I enjoyed the second one. It was just more fun with the Sanderson sisters. I thought the three girls, the heroes, were so bland and like just I didn't care. I just didn't. They, I, they, I mean, another that they were quite bland in the first film, but this one they, it was like I can't. You didn't really know their names. You didn't really care what they were doing. Um, yeah, it was a bit. I think that was the one thing that was a little bit um, like. He didn't really, yeah, that was the only issue. But I, I, it was fun. It was a fun movie. It's simple and, and effective. I mean, I wouldn't go that far as that, like, I didn't care about the girls. Uh, I just wish they had been fleshed out a bit more, especially since um, one of them is actually a witch as well. And it would have been nice yeah. to get a bit more uh, of their perspective. But again, it is very obvious. The stars of the show are the Sanderson sisters. And, yeah. and Disney clearly understands that. All the merchandise is the sisters. All of the advertising is the sisters. I think most of the posters don't even have the girls on them, uh, which is unfortunate for the actresses involved. But yeah, no, you, you're, you're going to watch Hocus Pocus to see Bette Midler be yeah. this over-the-top crazy nutty witch and then her two sisters who are uh, quite dumb, intentionally dumb. That, that's their character. Uh, trips, no, but it was it, it was fun. fun. I I I it, I mean it was the biggest movie premiere in the U.S. Um, more, more I didn't I didn't like the fact that it was like mm, it says U.S. so therefore internationally it wasn't as big as Turning well, Red, but which doesn't surprise me because again I this feels like a very um, well Halloween yeah. Halloween isn't really that big a thing outside of the U.S. I mean I, I know that the candy manufacturers and stuff are trying to expand it out into Europe and Asia yeah. and such, but it. As near as I can tell, it just has not grabbed on the same way it is here in America. No, I mean it's got bigger over the years, but yeah, it's mm -hmm. just it's. But I did thought that was quite funny with how all that worked. But yeah, that I it was a nice, solid, easy movie. Um, I did watch um Rosalind last night. Um, can't go into full review till next week, but that was a fun love story, like romantic comedy with a bit of a twist on Shakespeare, with a bit of a modern twist. Um. So look out for that one next Friday. So we'll do a full review next week on that one. But um, that's that's that should be good. If you like rom-coms, that's going to be one to check out. Um, we also had um, Mighty Ducks, The Return of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers Season 2. I've watched the first two episodes. Um, oof, it's this was better than Season 1. Did you, did you think? Because this, this was so... It's bland, but... Bland? I, I... <laughs> I would say it's better than season one and simply in that it actually has a coherent story this time. Also, it's doing something a little bit different. But... I think I think the trouble is with Marty Ducks is like the first half of the first season was quite strong. 
when they were re-bringing them all back together. The second it was the second half where everything kind of fell off when COVID hit. The, the second it's, it's a little bit like this whole thing of this camp, and it's like, oh, they're really into sports, and it's over the top. And they're like, yeah, this is, I as a non-sports person, it's just like, this is you know, yeah, I can completely side with the mum on this one, but to the point where it's like everything i don't know it's it's i'm really just struggling with this it's, i watched the second episode this morning i'm like i don't know if i want to watch the rest of this i'm just bored yeah that's fair but i actually completely disagree with the mom on this one which is interesting because uh in general i agree with her like kids sports just let the have the kids have fun don't worry about it yeah. your kids not going to the nhl they're not going to the premiership they're not going to be a professional the, the odds are not in your kid's favor. Yeah. So most of the time, like parents at the little peewee games, just back off, let the kids have fun. However, the, the point of this particular series is that they are at a training camp for getting better. These are supposed to be the yeah. best players in the country kind of deal. It's not the same. You don't go over to the kids who actually do have a possible shot at going professional and go, no, no, no. It, it's just for fun. It doesn't matter if you win or lose because that's, that's not how they play. Yeah. And the, the show is very explicit. No, this is bringing your game to a next level. This is not a for fun thing. This is a skills thing. Yeah. And and the mom just missing that completely is just like, no, normally I agree with you. Here I do not. And yeah. uh, I suspect they're going to do like kind of a, a walk back because all the, the trainers and such are, are so over the top. Like the, the, well, the weightlifter is just insane. Um, yeah. She... I hope they figure out what they're doing with her because she's insane. But like the food guy, yeah. you're supposed to be presented with, oh my goodness, he's throwing away the pizza. What a monster. He's he's not letting them have cookies. What a monster. It's like, yeah, but if you want to train to be the best athlete in the world, that's a sacrifice you have yeah. to make. It's not unreasonable to go. No, you're trying to get in peak condition. Uh, peak condition. Don't eat pizza. You have to eat this stupid protein yeah. shake, which is probably disgusting but it will make you a better player. It yeah. will enhance your muscle growth yeah. and all that it stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. It definitely feels like, like, and I think, I think the main kid, you know, that mm -hmm. wants to be, it's like, it kind of feel like he actually kind of, and they're playing on the idea of him actually enjoying it and wanting to mm -hmm. do it. And the other ones don't really want to do it. And I don't know. I just, I just really struggling with the series so far. The first two episodes really didn't pull me in. This is, they, this show is way, way down on my watch list now of, if I finish the series, um, I don't know. Um, I think had they dropped it as a binge drop, I, I don't know. It's 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 an uphill battle. It's like I'm not I'm not really sold on it. I think I don't know. It's just it's one of those things. I'm just not really. The characters as well have all just got a bit like. Quite Other than the main character and Nick, uh, the sidekick character, they've all kind of blended together yeah. into just a blob. Um, I, I do think yeah. it is better than season one at this point. And yes, season one had a strong start and ended poorly. I I like that this is in a different direction. It's not yeah. just, ooh, we moved up a division and yeah. now we're fighting uh, the next big team of ruffians or something. This is different. Also, I kind of like the storyline going on with uh, the trainer and his son, mm -hmm. where normally the, the son is like, yeah, gung-ho, I'm going to follow after my dad. And this guy's like, yeah, I'm only doing it because he makes me to. And it, yeah. I, there, there's potential in that story. But that yeah. that's what's holding me on in the series is that some of these storylines have potential. Mm. 
and I don't know yet if the potential will be realized or not. And given season one, I don't have an incredible amount of faith that they will, but I'll, I will stick with it. Whether or not we talk about it, it'll be a different matter entirely. Yeah. It's, it's but, a bit of a tricky yeah. one because it's like, if this was 2020, this would be the only thing we'd have to talk about because it would be the, the only thing that would have been out. And we're like, yeah, it's good. It's fine. Because it's unfortunately now there's so much content, especially internationally now. You're like, um, yeah. And obviously this week has been pretty busy with I'm um, trying to catch up after a week away and also with D23. There's still some stuff that I've not caught up from that. Um, but it was, a, I think that's the f- thing of internationally. And they're going, there's just, there's a lot of other great yeah. stuff on here that, to watch. Um, and, yeah. And, and that's the thing, even though I, I, I am vaguely positive on it, we've got Andor coming out. We've got She-Hulk coming out. We've got um, Werewolf by Night came out. We had Hocus Pocus 2 coming yeah. out. We've got Rosalind next week. It's like, yeah, on the priority list, this is yeah. really, really low. Mm-hmm. Um if it had come again, if it had come out without Andor being coming out or without She-Hulk coming out at the same time, give it a little more attention, give it a little more thought. But honestly, unless you are enamored with the series or you love hockey, you're not missing much. No, it's definitely yeah a little bit off. Um, okay, let's talk about another Disney Plus original which dropped this week, which was Shipwreck Hunters Australia. So this was um, a brand new six-part documentary, um, an Australian series, where each episode they go off to a different wreck off of Western Australia and investigate it. Um, I watched two episodes this morning. Um, I mean, I love Western Australia. Western Australia is one of the most beautiful places in the world. The waters there are amazing for diving and snorkeling and stuff, the Ningaloo Reef. Um, So I was obviously brought in on it because of, like, you know, where they were leaving, like, free man and stuff. It's like, okay, I... You know, they're all, they all love wrecks. They all love diving. There's loads of fishing. The stories are interesting. I like as well with them doing each episode being an individual story because you kind of got a, why they're doing it, what they're looking for, a bit of history, and then obviously they find it. And um, yeah, I, it's a it's a really, if you like shipwrecks and you like diving kind of shows, this is a, this could be on Discovery, could be on Channel 4, could be on Nat Geo. This is a really well-made original series. If you, this is easy to overlook. But it is a really solid um, documentary series. I, I'm I'm going to carry on with the other four episodes. I'm gonna, it's on my watch list now for the month. Yeah, I've seen uh, one episode of it because <laughs> so so much to watch. <laughs> um, but I have to agree. Uh, the, this reminded me a lot of a um, 1990s History Channel series, uh, at least here in the states. I'm not sure what that looked like on your side, but um, good solid documentary with a, a strong focus on history i learned a lot about uh the ship in particular that for the episode mm-hmm. and it found a good balance between what's going on uh now with the with the divers and what's going on in the past and why i should care about this wreck and things like that um again not a super go out must see but if you're looking for a documentary or something informational this is a really good one yeah, it kind of feels a bit like something like it easily gets overlooked, very easily mm-hmm. overlooked in that ma- massive pile. But definitely, definitely a good recommendation. Um, we also got the return of the Kardashians internationally and on Hulu in the US. Got the first two episodes last week, and we got a new episode on Thursday. Me and my wife binged all three episodes last night. <laughs> um, um, again, just lots of drama, lots of. If you like the Kardashians, you like them. If you hate them, don't watch it. Um, 
or if you're equivalent to them yeah just... yeah my wife was very much on the lines of is there, is there some new episodes is there some new episodes so we watched them last night and she did laugh and like going like you like the kardashians I said, i'm watching it for work it's like no, no. It, it's fun i it's completely frivolous um lots of different angles lots of different stories with each of them doing different things i mean watching chris kardashian getting high off of like marijuana gummies because she's got a bad hip you know she's like, like <laughs> and just them going off the um it's just it's just a good series if you like reality tv and you like the kardashians give this show a go um we've got two seasons now um new episodes every week but yeah so i didn't well i had a full binge last night of that one um i know you didn't <laughs> no, I, I, I i don't hate it but i i just i don't yeah. care it all it only exists for me when someone mentions it yeah. otherwise i know a lot of people really it. don't like it and it is completely over the top and just unnecessary a lot of the stuff they do but it's just yeah like binge tv so, another show oh yeah i was gonna say uh so is the next show the other one i don't care about <laughs> yeah the demelio show yeah um so this one here we got two episodes on disney plus last week and we got another two episodes this week i think it's two episodes a week again on hulu in the united states this one is about the tiktok stars charlie and dixie and about their rise to kind of fame and their lifestyles kind of very much it's a bit like in some ways like the kardashians but it's without all the glitz and the glam because they're you know they are 18 19 20 years old um they are they're trying to show it the other way a little bit more of like this is what happens when you get super famous you know and the anxieties that you have the panic attacks the the dealing with social trolls i mean both shows actually deal with it but these these girls are much younger and they've come up in a different era to like the kardashian sisters the bigger one the older ones um, I actually think I think the, uh, the Demelio show would have been a perfect Disney Plus series because I think it's the right age group for younger teenagers to watch this. Deals with they're extremely popular. They deal with some some issues and stuff um, like moving out from your parents and stuff. It just seems feels a little bit more like this is a teenage show, um, and I think it's definitely. I think. I can see, I think this one's a good one not to overlook on it. Um, it's very easy. I mean, if you like the Kardashians and stuff like that, maybe give this one a go. Um, it's not on the same level, but I, I I think the first series really dealt with a lot more of stuff because of like issues with like suicide and stuff of how they were feeling under the pressure. And obviously um, the mum, Heidi and uh, Charlie are both on Dancing with the Stars, which is every single week as well on the US. Um, haven't been able to watch that one because obviously it's not out here in the UK and, and with that, I just haven't had a chance to kind of watch it. But um, it was a little bit weird being out because uh, I was out in Vegas last week and obviously the time zones was like it was happening while I was out there and I was like, oh, I kind of watched that. It's just but totally kind of... But yeah, the Demilio show, definitely worth checking out if you've enjoyed them. If you follow the two girls on TikTok, give it a go. But also... I think it's a very good way of just seeing what being an influencer and being a singer in the 2022s is like. Yeah, I, I have nothing to say on it because no. I haven't seen it at all. And it's, it's not on my list of things no. to watch. Uh, granted, if, again, if there had been less things to catch up on, we both of us were on vacation. Yeah. Seven, uh, so this past week has been lots and lots of catching up on things. Yes. And it's like, you know what? Uh, if it was the only thing, maybe I'd try it out. But we have so much to watch. Yes. Uh, it, it and s several of them movies and longer form content. I was like, mm. uh, okay. Yes. So why don't we talk uh, about some of those instead? Right. Okay. Um, let's see what else we got. Reasonable doubt. 
was another show that one dropped onto Hulu and Disney Plus around the world. Oh, it didn't drop in the UK for some reason. It's being held back. I suspect it will come at some point. Um, this so one have, you, two... have you seen it then? Or... I have seen the first two episodes. Okay. Um, because the first episodes came out last week and another episode came out on Tuesday here in the UK. Um, I did actually do an interview with one of the directors and the executive producer of the show this week. Um, so check that out on the channel. Um, really interesting um discussion with him about how they made the show. Um, so that's why I, I obviously watched a couple of episodes um in advance. This was not what I was expecting. It is a real, real heavy drama series. It's a little bit more explicit than I was expecting. Um, it's made. It's the first drama from the um, Disney's Oxford Collective. It's made by an all-black crew. It deals with some real. She's like a lawyer, and dealing with issues with law cases and stuff going on in her life. Pretty. I, I. This was pretty heavy. This was. I thought this was a really well good, good doc, good drama series. I can't wait to watch the rest of it. This one really got it. It's grips into me. Yeah, I watched the first episode, and when I was done with the first episode, I was like, uh, I have to give this series the time it is due. I can't yeah. just put this on a second scene, which means I'm watching it this weekend rather than yeah. in advance because I did not have a chance to, yeah. or, or rather, I should say, when I had a chance to like sit down and focus, it was Andor and She-Hulk and yeah. Werewolf by Night. Uh, so I'm planning to watch the rest of it this season, the, this this weekend. Um, and but yeah, the first episode was fantastic. It, it's just yeah, really it, it is a quality series. It's hard hitting. It does not uh, it doesn't sugarcoat things. And I, I would uh, it's a different um, topic, obviously. But I would put this up there with like Dope Sick and um, what was the one? Yeah, uh, Drop Out and yeah, Drop Out. Yeah. That was the yeah. yeah, this this one was very, very good. This is if you want a proper serious legal drama with um what it's like living in the US and it's it's just it's just a really good drama series. Um can't recommend that one enough as well. Um I'll be honest, also this week we did have a new the The Walking Dead has returned in the UK. Um due to jet lag, I didn't get to watch it on Monday. Um so I I'm going to watch that one on Monday when the second episode of the final batch drops. So I'm a little behind on The Walking Dead, but um, that one dropped here in the UK on Disney+. Plus. We're just like, uh, there's so much stuff. Like I said, <laughs> so much stuff. Um, another show which dropped here in the UK, and it's been out in the US for a while, The Bear. Um, this is an FX series. We got the entire season dropped here in the UK on Wednesday. I've been looking forward to this one for a long time. I used to run a cafe for 20 years. Um, I put an episode on this on four episodes later. <laughs> I just like, I'm like, I want to, I, I, I if I don't, I'll probably be binged through this by the end of the week. Um, this one is a great show because he basically inherits uh, uh, like a sandwich cookery shop, uh, a sandwich shop, but he's a high end cook. And all the troubles that come with family, with having inherited something, working with family, um, you know, health inspectors, you know, working with staff. And I could completely relate to the guy. And I think that's, and I mean, this one has got a lot of amazing reviews. I mean, this one's got a lot of critical response. And it's already been renewed for a second season. This for me is the best thing I've watched all week. And I can't wait to watch the rest of the season. This one, um, this, this is a fantastic show. I did not watch this when it came out because I knew we weren't going to talk yeah. about it because uh, the thing is, I, I'm going to add it to the list of things to watch again. I just wish they would you know, 
synchronize these schedules. Yeah. A bit the, the release schedule, yeah, the release schedule for the bear has been awful. Um, it's been weekly in some countries, binge drops in other countries. Some of it landed in August, some of it landed in September, some of it landed on. It's yeah, it's been a mess for the release schedule. Same thing for Reasonable Doubt as well. It's been a, I think that's going to be a bit like it, it but it's the, the bear FX shows. The, the FX shows are so weird with the release schedules, and I, I don't know yeah. why. But if you're in the UK, watch the bear on Disney Plus right now. This is probably one of their best series. I think of the of this is going to be a top one for me. And I'm, and it's not just. Because I've obviously been in that situation, it's very hard hitting. It's dealing with issues and about the real life of like running, running a restaurant or running a, a, a you know, who was, a the, who was the main actor in that one? I don't know his name, but the guy, oh, the guy is in Andor as well. He's one of right. the one of the guys, isn't it? Just a really, really, really good show. Um, so recommend that one. Right. Let's now talk about. Um, let's see what else we got here on the list. Um, right. She Hulk. Let's talk about She Hulk now. Um, so we had two episodes. I did actually have to try and remember what last week's episode was, and that was the retreat, which was so boring and so rubbish. We're not even going to bother with it because it was it was awful, wasn't it? I I didn't really have a problem with it, but I definitely would not put it near the top of the list. I, I couldn't even. I actually had to sit there and go, "What was last week's episode?" Yeah, and I the, it was the I actually had to retreat. go and look. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just so blah. Yeah, I saw what they were going for with it, but. Um, could have done without that episode, but that and since... the we- and that and the wedding episode was just like the yeah. two of them together. Just didn't just it was like okay, we've we don't need this chunk. We could take them out. Um, yeah, it, at the very least, you can you can at least say that um, they weren't like a complete tone shift the way yeah. like Miss Marvel three and four yeah. were. That this. The, I would agree. It, like if you were ever going to skip two episodes, it'd be the wedding and the retreat. But then, you know, they, but they're not necessary to skip. You, you can watch them just fine. But then there's episode eight with Leapfrog, the, the, yes. the true hero of the series. Oh, what a great episode. I, this yeah. is the, this is, this is like episode, like probably the second best episode of the series. I yeah, love this th- it's definitely up there. And it's not just because of who our guest star was last yes, week. Leapfrog. Uh, I mean, yeah, leapfrog. <laughs> Everyone wants more leapfrog. He's going to be the new Wong of the series or Wang from the series. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be everywhere. I'm sure of it. I think the thing is, I mean, obviously bringing in Daredevil just like instantly just like raises the stakes in this one. Um, the way they brought him back in, you know, and obviously being a lawyer and just completely sniffing out leapfrog's problems you know straight away and kind of not it kind of felt like a legal drama but they didn't waste too much time dealing with it he just completely outsmarted them straight away dealt with the the the, the accords and got that whole situation kind of wrapped up and gone to be fair though i think that um part of this wasn't necessarily daredevil being legally savvy it was jennifer being legally stupid yeah um if I had a, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm, I'm obviously kind of talking out my uh, out randomness here. But if I had a manufacturer's defect case that I was trying, I would make sure that my client hadn't made modifications to the item before going to court. Yeah, just, just saying. And I imagine that She-Hulk in general would be a smart enough lawyer to be like, "Did you put jet fuel into the thing that says not to put jet fuel into it?" Yeah, and uh, I think the whole thing yeah. as well of like suing Edna Mode. I mean, you've literally just built him up for the last two episodes, two three episodes of like, yeah, it just it could have done with putting that with somebody else. Um, 
but it was a fun episode. I enjoyed the episode. It was fun from, from beginning to end. I love the fact that they made Daredevil do the walk of shame in the morning. <laughs> Well, he he didn't seem to mind. No, he but he's just kind of strolling around. Yeah, time. you know, yeah, he's like he didn't have any clothes. So that I thought that was good. I like the you know, anyway. But you know, they had good chemistry together. I mean, that kind of fits in again to the Daredevil personal, you know, what he's like. Mm-hmm. It was lighthearted, but it didn't feel like they didn't like take the mick out of him too much. Um, yeah, and it does seem like I mean, there was a lot of a lot of expectation on what they were going to do with this one, and I think a lot of people were like, no, they handled him fine. You know, they they. They got him right. They handled him fine. I could have done with a little bit of less CGI with his acrobatics, like when he's scaling down the uh, the the side of the the yeah. um, car park and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, the fight between him and Jen was really well done as well. Uh, I think and that's, that's where the that, yeah. And I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, and also as well. I mean that um, the the just the corridor scene. <laughs> I just love the fact they just like boom. Over with. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was too bad. It would have been nice to have the single shot corridor scene like they yeah. had in all the Defender shows back on uh, Netflix. But obviously, the budget's a little bit different here, and yeah. he's not the main hero. Uh, but yeah, episode eight definitely one of the highlights, and it leads into the season finale next week. Um, yeah, and but- also as well as I mean, it does feel. I mean, it does feel like that sort of set that up quite nicely. I mean, the fact of her losing her rag. And like becoming angry and kind of everyone like essentially turning on her because she got angry um right sort of sets it up i'm really hoping we get that like she hulk will return in season two at the end of next week i feel like this show feels like the one of going look if you're going to do a show do this one i know it's not as, it's not in the same league as moon knight and all the rest of it but it's like this is a tv show this fits the TV show mode. It's much easier for doing um, bits and pieces and so on. And yeah, to me, I'm hoping we get, because if they say she hope returns in Captain America, New World Order, that feels a long time away. It does. Um, I mean, we can expect her probably, because yeah. I think isn't it, leader is supposed the leader's to be. The leader is going to be in it. So, yeah. And he was introduced in Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it. I recognize that this is not like the, you know, the, the huge budget things. This isn't WandaVision. This isn't Loki. But it's been consistently good. Yes, we were just complaining about episode seven. But it's been consistently good. It's been fun. It's had the right tone. It's the kind of thing that Marvel really needs in the MCU. Because not not everything needs to be well, the world is ending and uh, yeah. that level. Because this is the thing, I think, with, the, with She-Hulk is that you can do the retreat episode and the wedding episode. And you can feel like you can get away with doing those random stuff because of the, the format of the show. It wouldn't work in the other ones, but this one, um, you can kind of do something a little bit different and you can tie it in with another movie or if you needed to, but it's nice. It's just lightheartedness because comic books aren't always big epic fights. And, you know, you know, there is a lot of lighthearted stuff that goes on. So no, I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm looking forward to the finale this week. Um, Never knew. It's it's. I'm still a little bit iffy whenever she whenever she hopes in the office and stuff. It still looks a bit odd. The the CGI for She Hulk never really fully matured, but I'm going to put that down more to the technology. Mm-hmm. They're still developing that technology, and I'm hoping a couple of years from now we'll maybe with this show or with other shows we'll look back and go, oh yeah, it it's it wasn't ready yet, but it 
but you can see the evolution of it over time and when they get it to a point where we want it to be in a in a few years or however long uh, we can look back and go yeah okay it was necessary for this so that we could get that you know. I'm expecting a, a bit of an uptick in quality for next week. And I expect actually the Daredevil one was a bit better as well because I think they probably put a little bit more into right. it because they knew this one. But no, pretty, really good series. Um, let's talk now about the other Marvel project that got released this week Werewolf by Night. Um, so this is a special, it was about a 50 minute special. Um, what did you think of it? I actually could have gone for it being a little bit longer, to be honest. Yeah, give us a little bit more of some of the other hunters who are in this. Uh, this movie and it, rather than just be like all right that guy gets killed off immediately that guy gets killed off immediately etc cetera, etc cetera. but um that aside i actually quite enjoyed this 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 was uh, a good halloween monster slasher mostly played straight just within the marvel universe see uh when we saw the trailer for this one back at the D23, trailer right um i wasn't excited about it um, I watched this one, and it was something. Um, it's a bit of an odd one. There's some there's some stuff in this one I liked. Okay, Man Thing is awesome. I loved the minute. <laughs> it was great. Um, I love I love the idea that they went and did something different. I went and I love the idea that they tried something. Um, I could have done with a little bit more development of like some back history of who he of who Werewolf by Night is. It would have been nice to kind of learn a little bit more about him because I feel like I didn't really learn much about him. Um, but overall, this is, for me, is like the worst thing in MCU. This is like below Dark World of, I just didn't enjoy it that much. It was, um, I didn't like the format. Um, it could have done, yeah, it could have done been a little bit longer. Black and white for me doesn't bring back nostalgia. That brings back the thing of when I had a black and white TV as a kid and this was waiting. I, I didn't, I don't know if it's just for me. I've just like seeing it in black and white. I've just, it just, it brought back that feeling of when I had a black and white TV and I wanted a color TV uh, when I was a kid and having to watch shows um, like the monsters. It, it's like, it was just, that was frustration of like, I don't have good feelings of black and white. This was stuff I wanted to move. I remember just being a kid and wanting to get away from black and white stuff. Instantly just brought me in going like the minute they turned to color, it's like, at least we're going to carry on in the future with them in color. I don't, I just don't have nostalgia. I don't have that feeling of, oh, it's arty and farty. It's like, no, you got the, you did it black and white because it's cheaper and you can do the blood. And I don't know, it just, it, that whole gimmick of it being set in the 40s and, you know, being, it just, the exact opposite for me, it just turned me off, just completely turned me off from it. I, but I think you're also completely misunderstanding. It's not a nostalgia thing. Yeah. It is not. Uh, oh, do you remember the simpler times? Yeah. And and so it, it is a genre convention. It's part yeah. of the the aesthetic of uh, the monster movies. It's, it's yeah. not. It's not supposed to be monsters or yeah. Adams original Adams families or things like that. So it, it's not supposed to invoke a, a feeling of nostalgia. No. It is supposed to instead invoke. No, this is a monster movie. Uh, it's going to be a bit schlocky. It's going to be a bit campy, but it's also going to be violent, gory. The, yes, uh, part of it is we can do the blood, and it doesn't uh, come across quite as bad because it's in black and white. But it it's more than just that, and it's unfortunate that you have that negative connotation with the black and white. But this is 
it, it's not yeah. supposed to be a, a happy no. feeling. No, it's it's, it's just it, I think the format for me was just like it was just a turn off the whole way through it of just like I just don't I'm just I don't like it I don't enjoy it and it was just like it like I mean the monster that you know the I mean it just looked awful the the werewolf I it just literally along the lines of just like there was this the other than the bits with man thing the rest of it for me was just like oh, when's this I literally was just like when is this thing over. I just and that's not I've never felt like that with an MCU project before of just like this is just I just I just it was like I can see where you're going from and I can see what it's going for and it wasn't a case of of like there's a problem I don't have a problem you know what they were doing and how they're doing it I can understand that and I can things that but I just did not enjoy it I just didn't and I think you know it was just like because it was funny because I had like you know a load of people online that were watching like early the set and they're all gushing over it and I'm going I don't see what you see. <laughs> it was like and they're going am I like it was just I was like yeah I am the outsider hero is just like I really don't get this this is just not for me this is just not working I'm glad they did it I'm glad they did it I'm glad and a load of people were really enjoying it and a load of, but I'm so interested to see what do because it seems to be either I think it's either going to be love or hate. I don't know on this one's going to be a bit of an odd one. Yeah, the, and I, on more of the love side for it, I yeah. really did enjoy it quite a bit. I wish it was a bit longer. I would have liked to know a little bit more about some of the other hunters, but it hit the the right notes for me. It mm. It is a slasher film. It is, um, it's supposed to be a little bit uh, scary, a little bit... Um, kind of gory and violent it hits different than pretty much anything else in the mcu does at this point it it is one of the most violent things in the mcu uh the only thing comparable would be like in the multiverse of madness when uh wanda takes on the the members of the illuminati that's the only thing that comes close to it and yeah for me it was a hit and i think especially in the halloween season if you're looking for something a little more serious than hocus pocus 2 to turn on uh, but you're still on the Disney Plus side. This is the one to turn on. Uh, maybe don't yeah. show it to the kids. It is. It yeah, I, has I think, some gore to it. Yeah, I think for me, the trouble is for me is I'm not a. I've never been a big fan of horror as a general as a genre. Um, I've every movie I've you know. I mean, my I remember I'd go and see some horror movies and stuff, and I'd just be laughing because I just would think it was so like cheesy, and it's just like kind of thing of. You know, going in, I think we were in like Universal Studios and you had like the monsters area where you went, and it was just like, I just don't, it just did not. There's something about this, that thing of it just does not work for me. And I think that that was ultimately the problem for this one of trying to bring in something that I don't really like and applying. And it was just like, can we not just do it normally, please? <laughs> just yeah, see, like... <laughs> see, normally I'm the same. Uh, you know, like horror movies, I have like no interest in seeing Hellraiser, which I think came out this yeah. week or, or, Chucky or yeah. Scream or Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. any of that stuff. Nothing. It does nothing for me. And um, as a kid, they scared the, the the nonsense out of me. Today, it just sounds like this is ridiculous and stupid. Uh, but this one, for whatever reason, it hit properly. Uh, Man Thing was great. Elsa was great. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jack but Russell it's kind was of, good. It's kind so. of funny as well because they did, literally like yesterday, Werewolf by Night 
debuted at the DCA Avengers Campus. Mm-hmm. And obviously he was up there and he was running around. But they also had Elsa Bloodstone like in a red like out and I'm like you know, and I said <laughs> someone that sent it going, Well, how would you know? Because you would never have seen her in that outfit. Wow. Uh, so therefore it's like if you were walking through the park and you saw you wouldn't even know <laughs> who it was. <laughs> well, you do see her in the when they're playing uh somewhere yeah. over the rainbow and the, the color shift transition yeah. occurs, but but yes, for the most part it's in black and white. Uh Yes, yeah, this is this day. Yeah, this for me, honestly, because yeah, um, I would rather watch Dark World again than watch this one again. That's how, um, yeah, I yeah. uh, well, I Dark World is definitely towards the bottom of the list, but yeah. I actually still enjoy it. Um, so I, I don't even use that for me. It's it's um, far Morbius. from <laughs> Not, well, I haven't seen Morbius, uh, far from and Morbius isn't part of yeah. the MCU anyway. Uh, far from home is my my bottom tier one and i would definitely watch this before i'd watch yeah. i yeah it's, it's just like i said it's it's one of those things of on a on a, i could see what they're doing on so many levels of i agreed with what they were doing and how they did it and i can see why it worked and i can see why people are connecting with it it just did not did not resonate with me but that's also in a way a good thing because it does mean that they are exploring a lot of different mm-hmm. things and there will be genres that are just not mm. for us as no. as it continues forward um and yeah, yeah. it, it kind of sucks to be like i i want everything in the mcu to be for me well, but d- they're not yeah i feel the thing is as well what i it's like the fact that they only released a trailer for this like two weeks before it come out was very much along the lines that they are they are going to be watching what how people react to this the numbers how the f- feedback is because this was a risk. This was they took something very risky here and doing something very different. Um, and I gotta, I gotta, you know, yeah, good. I'm glad they're doing it. And they didn't see, but and I feel we're gonna see a lot more Marvel specials in the future. I think we're gonna see more of this and less series because I think this will be a lot easier for them to maintain. Yeah, but, and, I, and I'd be 100% behind that as well. Uh, these shorter, long form mm-hmm. projects uh, have a space, and they and they can explore characters who. You, you know, you can't pitch a series for, you can't pitch a movie for, but you can you can stick them into something like this. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I'm I'm really glad, and I can also see them doing something else with the character. I mean, I just like to see where they go after, you know, when they just sat around uh, sat around um, the campfire because Man Thing was great. I mean, I loved the, I did love him all in it, but I need I probably need to watch it again because it, it really just didn't click with me the I first mean- time. If it didn't click with you the first time, I'm not yeah. going to sit down and go, yeah. yes, Roger, you missed out <laughs> on a classic here. You, you, I don't know. We we must have watched two completely different movies <laughs> because you're insane. For, no, it, it's not going to click for everyone. And if, you, if you're not in the right mindset for no. it, it's, it's probably not going to click. It, I'd say this is a good one to get ready for Halloween. Maybe not necessarily on Halloween, but like in the lead up, if you want to get into that mentality, this is a good one for it. Um, if you like monster movies, it it definitely has tribute to a lot of monster classics. I generally am not a monster fan, but I enjoyed it anyway. So yeah. if you're kind of on the fence, give it a shot. It's only an hour. Um, and if you don't like it, uh, if you don't hour. like it, well, you don't even have to go the hour. If you don't like the first 10 to 15 minutes of it. Speed forward just, half just, an hour. And- <laughs> I mean, don't, don't go half an hour. If you don't like the first 10 to 15 minutes of it, just turn it off. It it. Mm. It tells you what it is up front. See, I didn't, mi- I didn't, I didn't mind the last like ten minutes where we were actually in the action of them like running mm-hmm. around, and that was all right. But, but nevertheless, again, um, could have used more of the hunters, which yeah. would have included more of that kind of running around and mm-hmm. uh, doing actiony things. Yeah, other than that, like 
pr- that prop within in, in the puppet or something like that. The well, the, the puppet is intentionally kitschy. Uh, <laughs> That's bad. It, right. Anyway, it's, let's... But it's supposed to be bad. You're supposed <laughs> to cringe at the puppet. Right. So let's now talk about. Uh, finally, let's talk about now Star Wars, and also we had the fourth episode last week, the fifth episode this week. Really, again, such a different tone for Star Wars, isn't it? I'm really enjoying it. Very much, very slow, um, methodical. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just really. It just feels so much like better. I don't know. It's, it's just, it's just an enjoyable show to watch. This one. It's been, it's elevated what we expect from from a Star Wars show, and I'm actually really liking this three episode format with a larger arc going between them. Uh, kind of waiting to see what's going to happen with the uh, the inspector who's now been fired because uh, obviously his story is still going on because we're following him. But right now he's he's literally just kind of in limbo. Yeah, um, looking for a job at Kellogg's. Yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna sell um, Wookie Puffs. Uh, they're still gonna be in stores. <laughs> they're, I'm surprised they're not. To be honest, uh, that that seems like an obvious marketing thing right now. But but yeah. Um, this is the first time in a while uh, on Disney Plus where I've been like, I need to get this next episode right now. Uh, I need to see how this particular arc ends. I can't wait to see what the next arc is after that. It it has this feeling like episode six is going to be uh, just impactful and meaningful. And we're going to get this, this thing going on in the base and yeah. all the pieces are coming together. And it... And Which is the still, still only the halfway point, right? Because that, that's going to propel us into the third arc and and so on. But it still feels like you know, episode six is a conclusion. It's not the conclusion, but it is a conclusion, which gets you that kind of satisfying, uh, continual build up, uh, release, build up, release, etc. And yeah, it, it, I'm super excited for episode six. As well as that, it's just like it's just this whole thing of them put them on this planet. And they've got a job to do with this group of people, and that's it. That's just, it's enclosed in. That's what it is. It's not being generally being in. You know, everything coming in from outside of it. Slower pace to him just getting with this team. I don't think all of them are going to make it. Um, that's, that's another part of it too, because because this is a Rogue One prequel. We do get kind of the sense that yeah, not everyone's coming home from this. No, and it's just it's just really interesting television. It's just it's building on that style. It's, again, it, feel, it just feels so different tonally from like the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. It's like you're not. I mean, you are looking out in some ways for like little cameos, but you. It's not built on that. It's not the whole point of this episode of who's going to turn up in the last two minutes. You know, you yeah. just you haven't got that. Well, the cameos are are not characters in this case. It's references to things that you know about. Like they were talking about um, some of the planets, and they're yeah. like, "Okay, this." Uh, and then they name dropped like the Hosnian Prime system and Jakku, and and yeah. like, "Oh, I know those planets." But that's it. The, the, you're not going to those planets. It's just them mentioning them as part of their like report, and and then they throw in some other ones that you've never heard of because uh, yeah. they, they made them up on the spot for the, the show. But I I always had that kind of thing with especially with the um more so with the prequel or so with the sequel trilogy, where it's like we're going to all these new planets and we can't really mention the old ones, but like we had like well, why not just mention, you know, why do I mean they could have done Jakku, they could have been on um another planet, but gen in general, I like the fact of them 
trying to you know bring Scarif and Jakku and stuff and bring it all together into and, one big place. And a lot of them make sense because like uh, a good section of the series is talking about the intelligence officers within the Imperial group. You know, that's the mm. all the people dressed in white. And it's like they would be talking about Scarif because Scarif is like the hub of where all the information in the Empire goes. So of course it's going to come up in conversation. Uh, it makes sense for them to mention that, or obviously like, and bringing in Coruscant as the, mm -hmm. you know the, the like the central planet, and yeah, it's it's I'm just really enjoying it, and it's it's it it, it makes a difference being in the real in the real world as well. Just kind of you know it, it doesn't because there's nothing wrong with the the volume, and the volume can work great. But when it's every episode, it kind of it it needs that mix, and I feel like Andor, you can it just feels more gritty. You know, you feel like they are in that camp. You know, yes, yeah, and and not just the camp, but like in the valley when they're yeah. they're like overlooking the imperial position and they're kind of you know just walking along. It does feel more authentic, uh, which also leads into you know this is a ground level show. There's no Jedi. There's no Sith. Uh, anything like that one of the other advantages that it has is that it makes the empire actually feel powerful on the ground level there's a single tie fighter flying around you know in the valley and it feels scary because yeah. we're so used to the tie fighter being yeah it, it, that's just cannon fodder for the x-wings to shoot up and they die by the thousands and yeah th this one tie fighter could legitimately just end their entire plan if it gets lucky and, and spots them or sees their weapons and that's it and you get the impression, yeah, Luke Skywalker's not here. He's not going to chop up an entire legion of stormtroopers for yeah. you. If you get surrounded, uh, you're gone. That, that's it. Yeah. You're done. I think, again, it's just taking everyone that we all loved about Rogue One and just stripping it down and just take it. It's just a really good series. I'm, yeah, this this is this is top tier. Um, it, I, it just kind of feels so strange, kind of having had Book of Boba Fett and Kenobi this year of like, I mean, we've always been saying how this series could be the one that was going to do it, and it isn't disappointing. I mean, it definitely, um, yeah, it's a really good series. I know Obi-Wan was kind of the one that a lot of people were hanging, myself included, were hanging the hat on, like, this is going to be the one that that really breaks out. And then we get to the end of it, it's like, yeah, it was good, but... Yeah, you it, know, was just, it, it was just a, a churn through what we already knew. Um, right. And, and it was fun. I, I'm not going to downgrade that. I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, in, in retrospect, Obi-Wan wasn't any good. It's like, no, it was yeah. still it was still good. It was great to see Vader. It was great to see Obi-Wan. It was great to see these other characters. But Andor is on a completely different level. This obviously they can't do this with everything because the the amount of money that they must have thrown yeah. into this is kind of nuts. But it just everything in this is super high quality. And honestly, I don't even have anything to like hold no. against it. I, <laughs> if you really wanted to, I could dig in and I could find some really nitpicky thing to complain about, like, like that blaster is using the wrong type of holster for it. That's the level of nitpicky we'd be looking at. Yeah, I mean, literally, to, to me, it's along the lines of um, all I could is I could see how maybe if you were into the Mandalorian, you might find this one a bit slow. I, I can see where people might find this. Maybe younger audiences and stuff might find this one, but personally, I got I can't say anything. I got nothing, <laughs> nothing to say, negative to say about this series in the slightest. It's just great. I was really enjoying it. And again, really good that they shifted this away from She Hulk, so we're not having we've not been having that overlap. Um, but again, um, I'm hoping like from pretty much now kind of being back on normal routine again, 
Um, because Andor's been a bit of an odd one. Because um, luckily enough for me, I mean, I saw episode four, um, like before D23. So I hadn't seen a new episode this until this week from, from like a month ago. So um, I actually watched the episode again to kind of get myself back into it again um, before I watched episode five, because it was like, oh, it's been weeks, weeks since I watched it. Um, but no, it's it's just a great series. just a really good one. I, so there we I'm go. A, that, yeah, go I'm actually it. legitimately kind of like, do I want to take off a day next week so I can watch Andor first thing, which is not something I've done. No. Uh, and normally I, I wait for the end of the the work day for the for the big projects and for this I'm like oh come on episode six is gonna be I hope this is gonna be really really good just get up an hour earlier there you go uh, my cats would appreciate that I'm sure because <laughs> that's I mean that's it's just it is one of those things of um, yeah it's just a great like I said there's been a lot of stuff this week um, next week we have got big shot got all the house season is dropping next week. Um, which um, day is that dropping on? Just I think it's Wednesday. Okay, um, so we'll probably probably watch a handful. Of, I I will probably watch a handful of episodes, but I will not have finished the entire series. Yes, I uh, my review will go up on Monday once I finish watching them all because I have I to be honest I have I've, I've I'll be binging them over the next two days, um because I've got a screener for them luckily so I can watch them a little bit earlier. But it's a bit of again it's it's just been there's just been so much just trying to catch up on um i still got the f i've still got the old man because that's now dropping weekly onto disney plus here in the uk so i've been wanting to watch that one i still got to catch up on the final couple episodes of wedding season I haven't I haven't finished that one off i haven't even started mike um because mm -hmm. i think with having d23 and then the vacation it just it just threw everything off on and they've just been throwing out like stuff left right center of like of like all these movies and series and stuff and there's um so yeah so lots of lots of great stuff and yeah it's good it's good nice uh, having choice all right so we've got for for us we got like big shot we've got um rosalind and then yeah. obviously she hulk finale yeah uh and or and or mini finale so the halfway yeah. point of the series but this should be the the climax of the current arc and big shot and yeah 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 yeah, well, there's some other stuff dropping, but we we don't go into all of them. But there we go. So that is this week's episode. We'll be back next week with another episode of the What's on Disney Plus podcast. We'll be doing a live Q&A here on Sunday on YouTube. And obviously during the week, you'll have news updates. And just for a think there'll be a couple of interviews as well going out. I just put one up today with the makeup artist who'd worked on Obi-Wan Kenobi and also High School Musical. So check that one out. And on that note, yeah. guys, thank you very much. See you guys soon. Latest. That's a, that's a bit of a diversion. Well, she, he there. worked on he worked on um Reva Reva oh, and, okay. um, right. and yeah so yeah so it's, it's definitely a great interview to check out and as I said you also had the uh, reasonable doubt um interview as well so check those ones out I'll see you guys soon later later for real this time Thank you very much for watching this video. Make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. Also, a huge thank you to all of our supporters over on Patreon and also on our YouTube channel memberships. And I'll just see you guys in another video. Laters.